Welcome to Weebelong. I'm John, and I'm forcing my friend Nelson, who doesn't like anime, to watch and discuss different anime. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Welcome to our Halloween Spectacular. <coughs> yeah, I'm not doing the voice. I'm not You're doing good. the voice at all. Yeah, no. Um, oh, Jesus. All right. So, hey, welcome, guys. Um, my name is Nelson. I'm here with John. Hello, that's me. So, we wanted to take a little break from uh, JJK and just kind of do a special for Halloween, something that um, neither of us had ever seen. Correct. So, that way we can, you know, you get not only my raw unfiltered opinion that's been heavily edited but you also get john having his first watch as well he is getting to react alongside with you instead of holding your hand <laughs> telling you when you're wrong <laughs> luckily <laughs> i'm never wrong never <laughs> not once uh-uh. so we watched uh, a movie called king of thorn which released in japan in 2009 and then got a u.s release in 2012 so the rundown for the movie is a mysterious virus nicknamed medusa is spreading around the world turning its victims into stone given the impossibility of finding an immediate cure the government opts for cryopreserving a select group of patients from all over the world until they come up with a solution kasumi one of the chosen ones has been asleep for years, and her awakening, more than a bed of roses, is a bed of thorns. It happens in the midst of total chaos where monstrous creatures lie in wait all around. And boy howdy, are there monsters aplenty. Oh yeah. And also, just to make sure, that was the description for the King of Thorn as opposed to the Jujutsu Kaisen movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I... I... I, I talked to john earlier in the day and i said hey man we're doing the movie tonight right and i said yeah we're we're watching the movie and Me thinking you know the halloween special that we have to film in order to get it out for halloween time uh figured we'd be watching the spooky movie uh i thought we would be doing the jujutsu kaisen movie and doing the halloween special on a different day, like during the <laughs> week, because we watched this, I believe, on Sunday. Yeah, we watched this Sunday morning and then uh, did the discussion on Monday night. Yeah, so, oops. Yeah, there's a little miscommunication at the beginning. Um, This is that, cut down a little bit. I'm just hoping I'm not in Japanese. I think we're good. I am in Japanese. I haven't gotten to any audio yet. I'm at 46 seconds. I'm at 53 there's audio. I just have music. What are you watching? I'm watching the movie. It's hour 44 minutes. Um, no, hour 49. What? King of Thorn. Hold on a moment. Uh, English dub. It should be. Hold on. I'm a minute in and I have no audio. No audio. Nobody talking. Nobody talking, just music. <clears throat> I'm currently looking at taxis. There's different shots of New York City going on. Wait, King of Thorn is the movie? Yes. Okay, hold on. Okay, I was I was on the hour forty nine minute special of or hour forty four of Attack on uh, Attack on Titan of JJK. I don't know what that was. That was weird. You were watching the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. What? 
You were watching the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. I thought that's what we were. I thought, oh, Maybe I this thought, is the Halloween special. Yeah, when I said the movie, I, th- I was talking the JJK movie. No, I was like, the episode's called King of Thorn. That's kind of rad. <laughs> Damn. No, the movie it's called King of Thorn. <laughs> hey, listeners. Um, just so you guys know, I'm dumb as fuck. <laughs> And yeah, that's how that's, that's how our first holiday started. started. <laughs> I got I gotta say it's not my proudest moment of the pod so far. But it was a moment. But it was a moment. <laughs> I think that's worse than when I was like, Oh yeah, Itadori's grandpa is still alive and we literally watched the man turn into a pile of ash. Uh this was definitely so much better than that. It um, was. <laughs> is that what we're gonna say it was? Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, But yeah, so we watched uh, Crown of Thorn. If you haven't watched it yet, go ahead and pause here, watch the movie, and then come all right back over to us. Yeah, and then after you watch Crown of Thorn, proceed to watch King of Thorn, and then come back and watch this one with us. I can't. uh, I can't win. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> it's it's eight thirty p.m., sir. It is my bedtime. Oh my goodness, you old man! Uh, <laughs> so we watched. What did we watch again? King of Thorn. King of Thorn. Yeah, that's. I don't know why you keep saying crown, but yeah. yeah so weird. we watched King of Thorn. Okay, <laughs> I can, okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I called it crown of thorn because there was so much like jesusy stuff there is a lot so jesusy stuff so my brain kept reverting back to like oh jesus had the 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 crown of thorns Mm -hmm. uh i see it not the title of the movie it's okay we'll watch uh passion of the christ for our easter special don't you worry dear god (laughs) a mel gibson classic yep you know the act you know the yeah that's who it's about so, yes <laughs> you know the guy who played jesus in that movie they put him up on the cross and then he got struck by lightning i did not know that yeah <laughs> they must have thought that they were taking too many creative liberties and god <laughs> <in> to smite <laughs> him <laughs> he's like no god was like it was a spear that finished off jesus but hear me out guys what if lightning <laughs> Yeah, God had a taste of Michael Bay and was like, here we go. (laughs) Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. He got to have that moment of like when you think back over an argument and like, God, I wish I had done it this way. He got to recreate it. (laughs) He got to recreate it. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. So anyway, this movie. Yes, this movie called uh, King of Thorn. King of Thorn, Um, of course. mm -hmm. So the movie opens up in uh new york city yeah um and everybody's just kind of enjoying their day yeah going about the days it looks like it's christmas time i think that there was like nutcracker stuff uh, yeah. around radio city music halls marquee marquee oh look at you with the fancy fucking words i know right so yeah everyone's going about enjoying their day and then you just kind of see the shadow getting bigger <laughs> and bigger and bigger and then you see a and then you see a silhouette of a woman who jumped off a building. Yes. But when she hits the ground, she shatters. It's less of a splat and more of a shatter. Yeah. She does not do a flip on the way down. <laughs> do a flip. But no, neither does she stick the landing. No. Uh, 
at it all. Was, it was very much dropping a plate. But yeah, everyone kind of crowds around and it's like, what the fuck? And then it goes to a whole different news networks from all around the world being like, there's a Medusa virus. It's growing. It's turning you to stone. You have this much time left to live. And it's the way of just exposition dumping, which in my opinion felt very much like, uh, what is it? World War Z where it oh, just has yeah. like, all the things at the beginning. And that's what it reminded me of. And it sneaks in the whole true story about the person on bath salts biting the person's face oh, yeah. down in Florida. Florida be like. Florida do be like. But yeah, that reminded me of World War Z's opening as well. And during that, they have the British, their knockoff BBC, uh, which they call the BNN. And this was our reaction to that. The BNN news. Oh, my God. Better than BBC. That's on who you ask. You know, the classic jokes right there. Absolutely. That's what you guys are here for, right? Dick High jokes. quality stuff. It's Tuesday, <laughs> isn't it? It's Tuesday. Tuesday. And, um, if we have any British listeners, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, we do not yet. We did get to the Philippines, though. Oh, sick. That's pretty rad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got Philippines, Romania, uh, Belgium, and quite a few in Germany as well. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Getting worldwide. Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305. Is that, that's Pitbull, right? That is Pitbull. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Pop culture uh, references. I got them. Hell yeah. Yeah. So they do their exposition dump, which, God, I found that so helpful. I felt that it was helpful, but also it just took so long. It took a while. I was not expecting it to really like. I thought it would be like 30 seconds at most, but that was like a two minute segment. Yeah. And I I think that it went on so long. And then they have this whole sort of like government official meeting. I think it's for the U.S. government and the president has just died from this thing. So it's ahead of his cabinet or whatever that's leading this discussion and that continues the newsroom talk and i think the animators got so bored there's so many shots where it gave me a little of like almost uncanny valley because the mouth was moving but nothing else on the face was moving there were no blinks uh the (laughs) eyes didn't move the nose didn't move nothing moved it was like strictly down like somebody had way too much botox in the top of their face (laughs) i was like oh the animators don't want to be here either gotcha (laughs) good to know we're all on the same page with that Uh (laughs) uh-huh and speaking of being on the same page uh it's very interesting to see this movie. You, what year did it come out again? You said 2000. So it came out in 2009 in Japan and then released in the US in 2012. Okay. Because you were talking, like you brought up the whole, you can tell that this came out pre COVID yeah. because everyone's working together. <laughs> Everyone was like, what can we do to help the other countries? Instead of the U.S. just being like, I ain't going to wear no fucking mask. It's infringing upon my constitutional rights, damn it. To what? <laughs> like, the right to God. be stupid. The right to be dumb <laughs> as hell. It was yeah. it was such a weird time working in the industry that I work in. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of the people who I get were very much like, why, why do I want to help other people? Like, my guy, my brother in Christ, what are we doing? Yeah, watching this post-covid has such a weird i don't know it's just weird it reminds me so much of the covid stuff and everything that was happening in the news where it's like we don't know if you should be doing this or you should be doing this uh it made me remember people who were going to like the grocery store and they couldn't afford a mask and they 
like still wanted to see so they'd put on a hoodie and like oh, yeah. the front and, like, tighten it. hot yeah and then yeah. just tighten it oh dude there were some I, the guys with like the milk cartons on their heads that they like cut into a mask oh my god yeah the like ghetto ass ski masks that people would wear <laughs> we did not handle those well but no but this movie gave me like a little bit of ptsd to those times and i was like oh yeah shit this is how it was <laughs> it's sort it of went. weird how accurate they were with it <laughs> yeah they got it pretty right mm-hmm. but uh let's see going on they they have that whole uh religious extreme group so the religious extremist group uh the doomsday cult uh as as they were called was the number one financial backer for a large pharma company i think it was and that was the pharma company that was trying to come up with the solution to the problem but everybody kind of had this this little inkling that that company was actually the one behind it because of the doomsday cult yeah they didn't know about pfizer or moderna but so we got to we got to meet our um our main cast our main cast so we met kasumi mm-hmm. kasumi yeah and her twin sister shizuku Shizuku. yep shizuku let's go look who's getting, getting better at the japanese <laughs> names thank you itadori it helps when they're written out in english <laughs> And I'm reading them off my phone. Uh, <laughs> so we got to meet them. Uh, As uh, Catherine Turner reads out loud the story of Sleeping Beauty. Because bitch don't know how to wear AirPods or read to herself. Do you think she had her finger under the words as she was going along? I honestly, I think that she did. Because she was reading to timothy oh that's right yeah and so she probably was oh my god shout out to timothy no she wasn't reading to timothy she was just reading it out loud was she i thought that she was no 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 no. timothy was playing his video games oh yeah yeah he's correct he had his psp and was vibing i paid attention Mm -hmm. yeah he had his, his little game boy going on and he had his handler which I think his parents died from the Medusa virus. Yeah, and so, he had a handler. Uh, yeah. That guy is credited as, who is that character? Um, Timothy's social worker. Mm, yep, that'll that'll do it right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so his parents definitely died to the virus. Yeah. Who do you think would win in a fight? Timothy's social worker or... Um, or the or <laughs> Ichigi from uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, each uh, the the JJK guy whose name I don't want to butcher um, yeah. would probably be like, "This is probably a test." I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna just run away. I'm gonna throw a punch, but it's really gonna be Gojo. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a punch, but I'm also gonna reach for the door and intentionally miss. <laughs> So yeah, we kind of meet our main people on the bus. There's uh mm-hmm. there's a prisoner in the back of the bus yeah. with uh mm-hmm. some rad fucking tattoos. Has two four uh six oh one tatted on his arm. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's in the back of the bus just causing a ruckus. Bringing some attention to himself. And yeah, we also got Ron Portman. AKA the token black guy. Yeah. Which also great character at the so beginning. Good. I, when he wasn't the first person to die, I was like, <laughs> okay, 
And then they gave him a good character arc. And I was like, okay, I see you. Yeah, look at look at them actually putting some thought into this. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't live, but, <laughs> but <he laughs> at least goes, he's not the first one out. He goes out like a fucking champ, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. But we'll touch on that, won't we, buddy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on, I gotta Kool-Aid check my walls to make sure the Kool-Aid man didn't burst her. <laughs> Uh, we're good. We're good. Cool, cool, cool. So they're on the bus doing their stuff and everybody is seemingly nervous. They're on their way to the castle there and they've all been chosen. I don't know what, did they ever say what the process was? I know you could buy your way into it because that shithead, uh, Alessandro Pacino, uh, Mm -hmm. decided he would do it. I feel like he probably bribed someone to fudge some results or something like that oh for sure yeah but i think that it was mostly at random because kasumi and shizuku they their parents died to the medusa virus just like timothy but they were still by themselves because they were old enough but they don't appear to be wealthy or anything like that so i think that was just like random selection and then some of the the richer people were able to bribe their way in i'm sure that they were funding some of the research that oh um, yeah probably yeah and that went really well for them at the end of the day. So, oh yeah, um, oh yeah, buddy, you betcha, you betcha. Yeah, but they get there. They have this little thing where uh, Ivan Vega comes out. He lands in a helicopter, escorts them into this whole church area, sort of gives them a little bit of a briefing. They all get these bracelets that, when it uh, has spots on it, it means that you have the Medusa virus. And when that it goes lady black, freaks the fuck out, yeah, just starts screaming. And then yeah. in true doomsday cult fashion, they go, no, no. And then they drag <laughs> her up. out of the room. And he's he like, screaming. And he's like, uh, Ivan is just like, oh, wow. Um, you guys had to see that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I got this cool robot chick. And then he tells him about this AI called Alice that monitors all of them all of their bracelet information gets transferred but the the ai comes out of the ceiling and like this little dome thing yeah we both were expecting a little bit more from it when it came down from the ceiling this was both of our reaction i don't know why i expected it to blink (laughs) i kind of did too i'll be honest because the ai is going to be the bad guy in this and look at nelson's prediction you did a thing lock it in now (laughs) folks (laughs) <laughs> who would have thunk it who would have thunk ai being bad it was giving us resident evil vibes like the entire time the whole movie think, gave very resident evil i think that also that ai in that is isn't that also called alice in resident evil i actually i think it is i think it is, I think it is. <laughs> yeah maybe because alice looks like ai <laughs> or something like that i guess so they have that whole thing they go into the cryo freeze chambers get induced Oh, whoa, 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 So before they go in there, Cosme and Shizuku, so everybody gets to go say their final goodbyes, right? Yeah. And they're out there, and I think it was because Cosme's our main protagonist, right? Yes. So she's out there, and she's like, you should go in instead of me. It should be you. I'm going to be in there for 100 years when I get out, you're not going to be here. So they make a pinky promise. And she's like, you really have to wish for it that I will always be with you. Yeah. Like if you wish hard enough, I will always find my way back to you type thing. Yes. And, you know, they kind of have their, their little like freak out. Goodbye. I'll miss you type deal. And that's when they're, yeah, very touching. 
and that's when they're uh led in that's where shizuku goes home and lives happily ever after right from there yep you got it yep <laughs> nailing Same it bugs <laughs> um oh and minor detail but it's kind of important there's a a reporter who's there who is like trying to get all the best stuff with her cameraman you know i guess she wants to be the one to really break the story of everything so you know he's like constantly recording and they're trying to talk to people and this that and the other yes uh mallory bridge mallory bridge what a name that is definitely a reporter name and the name of the cameraman is mallory's cameraman <laughs> he, he doesn't <laughs> even have a listed voice actor <laughs> it's just no, a, he has a question mark <laughs> it's a question mark but that goes so well with the picture they used of his face Yes. <laughs> he does look very confused. But yeah, then they go into the, the cryo chamber. And then go see. Go see, bitch. Sleep your eyes. And uh, they, uh, get read a uh, copy of Go the Fuck to Sleep. And <laughs> read by LeVar Burton. Yes. <laughs> and then when they wake up, uh, there's like, I think that they show a whole bunch of like gunfire and shit like that. Yeah, and... it's the military just like frantically firing at something. Yeah, and then Kasumi wakes up in her little cryo chamber. It opens up, and then everyone else is sort of coming to, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And there's thorns now covering this entire room, like vines with a whole bunch of thorns on it. And as everyone sort of looking around, this fucking bat flies over to Kasumi, and she's up pretty high freaks her the fuck out and she starts falling from her cryo chamber down onto the ground but the design of the bats yeah they were they made a bold choice very bold choice they first popped up and this is our reaction they're nuts why he got them balls somebody had to animate those somebody had to give me rick and morty vibes things are getting a little batty that shit guano yeah those things are nuts they yeah. had they had giant sacks. Yeah. And they were like on each of their legs and everything. It was very hard not to, not to look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be that guy who's like, you know, I, I don't want to be caught staring. But however, how could you not? How could you not? Massive. But she's up in her thing and she notices that there's someone down below lying on the ground. And yeah, she climbs her way down there along with everybody else. Mm -hmm. And they're all freaked out because it's been a hundred years and no one else is there. They're not they're not being greeted. It almost looks like they've been forgotten and getting swarmed by bats. (laughs) Yeah. All of them just kind of decide to come down at once. And it doesn't spooky doesn't go well. No, not at all. They all go to the elevator and start trying to open up the elevator door Um, as these things are like landing on people and ripping them apart yeah and then i think marco takes off his shirt puts something in it and then just starts using it like a fucking butter sock for my carly and (laughs) what a what a pull thank you you could have been like you could have been like the dude Jeanette mccurdy what's up It you could have yeah. you could have done the bars of soap from Full Metal Jacket like mm-hmm. no, but I chose iCarly, iCarly. butter sock. <laughs> yeah. We're live in three, two. I one. know you see, <laughs> but <Yep>. uh, <laughs> dear God. So, so he starts swinging that thing around. Wait a minute. Anyway, I started swinging. <laughs> anyway, I started swinging. 
And yeah, Marco takes out a, a good couple of them. Yeah, I think that they stop swarming because of Marco yeah. taking so many out. But the elevator door opens um, and people just start falling in. And then one person is able to stop himself before getting pushed in, looks down into it. And there's this massive fucking thing, thing in the elevator shaft. And it's just munching all the people. It munches all of them in one single bite and then starts making its way up. Uh, and he gets grabbed by a tentacle from it as the elevator doors are closing and then gets pulled up beside it. And both of us were very excited. Uh, <laughs> this was, was going to happen. That was happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> what in the tremors? <laughs> He's telling the top half of his body gets disconnected. Oh, it's got to be. Uh, oh, oh, the elevator. Oh, I was hoping to cut him in half. Nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it does like bend him like a folding chair and yeah. bring him right on through. And it's just a splatter of blood. Dude, blood for uh, the blood god. Blood for the blood god. Indeed. There were lots of sacrifices made for there the really blood were. god that day. <laughs> but the there's a, a dude that's in there. One of the other yeah. uh, guys who got frozen just starts making a beeline for another door. And Cosme and Timothy, the little boy uh, who, this is just like my video game. Like he, They notice him and they're like, oh, he's got the right idea. Let's go with him. And I think, was Marco headed that way as well? Yeah, Marco starts heading that way. He see they all see the thing happen at the elevator and like, what the fuck? And then they turn around and they see Peter Stevens, sort of looking like a nerdyish type guy, has opened up this door. And then they're all like, all right, well, we're going. And then everyone goes and he's like, anyone who doesn't want to stay here, come with me. Because I think that somebody's like, we should wait here. And oh, see we what should happens. wait for the people. Yeah. Yeah. And then Marco's like, no one's coming. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> I'm <laughs> surprised they, that wasn't actually his line. Yeah. No, they actually, they swear in the anime. A uh, lot. And, yeah, quite a bit. And I, I think it, Marco's it most said line was just motherfucker. I think he says bitch. He says fuck. Hey, you can't people. swear on this. But no, weird. <laughs> weird. But yeah, they all they all go with him. Um, and the ones who go with him are, let's see, we got Kazumi, Marco, Timothy, Catherine, Ron, and, uh, Alejandro, Alessandro. Yeah. I think that was everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, howdy. Let me tell you, Alessandro, talk about a fucking stick in the mud. Dude, what an asshole. And I, once again, coming out here with the accurate predictions, you said, who do you think is going to bite it first? And I went, the curmudgeon. And that was the first time, because they make it all the way to, I guess, the kind of a sewer. They're in a castle. Yeah. So it's kind of like the it's underbelly. Like the area. Yeah, it's like the underbelly of the castle. That's where we get to meet the Death Claws for the first time. Yes. Um, it sort of goes almost like Alien versus Predator, or I guess just Predator, where there's something just stalking them and you see from their viewpoint for a little bit and then you just see these puddles of drool dripping oh, yeah. down uh he jumps down as alessandro is complaining and bitching and everything as he does best yes uh and this thing comes up to him bites onto his head 
lifts him up, wraps a tongue around his head, opens up a smaller mouth within his mouth. Like uh, alien. Xenomorph. Yeah. <laughs> and then proceeds to munch on his entire head, just leaving it again. Splash of blood. And this was our reaction to that. There he goes. Ooh. Ooh. Good God. I love gushers. Do you remember back in the day, you, me, and the boys got together in your basement, turned off all the lights, and made me play um, the alien game? Alien Isolation? Yes, I do. Just solely <laughs> so you could watch me piss my pants? Because why Why would you not? Dude, it's so for fun. None of, it, none of you were even watching the screen. You were watching me shake in a puddle of urine. <laughs> like, yeah, and you got like two seconds in and you were like, nope, I can't do it. I can't I could, do it. And I couldn't. I, I will 100% admit that right here, right now. No, I was, dude, I was so scared. You, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me know. Nelson is a very big scaredy cat. Lights, spooky things, um, scary things give him a very tough time. <laughs> so I, I am a big horror movie fanatic, but only like slashers and you know I, anything pre two thousand, like a couple post two thousand, like uh, My Bloody Valentine, the remake, fantastic. But the second you put like ghosts and jump scares, not nah, your boys, your boys checking out. <laughs> you lose him. That's I'm done. Why, um, so I was looking up uh, different movies for us to watch for the special. And I found a couple. And before I decided on this one, I wanted to do another one because you're also big into like the sci fi movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where like Sharknado and everything. I literally watched three Sharknado movies at work today. Oh my god we watched uh, <laughs> three, three four and five well if we can find it next year i wasn't able to find it anywhere in dub without spending money uh there is <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah there is geo uh tokyo fish attack hey, yo. yeah where it's the fish around uh, like marine life around japan uh decides that they want to fuck up the land dwellers and so they essentially let, evolve. Let me know how much them. that movie costs, <laughs> and that will be our Easter special. They rise from the sea. That's kind of like Easter. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll watch a uh, a crown of fish. Um, <laughs> you mean? You mean? Uh, wait, no shit! I almost said king of fish. Ah, <laughs> uh, fish. Um, I'm still getting it wrong. My God, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, almost had us watch that because I was like, that would have been amazing. You know, Sharknado, that felt really up your alley. And yeah. I was a little bit disappointed that I couldn't find it because I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. I will happily spend the money. <laughs> but to yeah, be fair, like this, this movie, movie I, I really enjoyed it until yeah. the end. The end? Yeah. No, it sort of has like a Shutter Island or Inception like mind fucky type ending. I'm surprised that Leo DiCaprio wasn't somewhere in this. It's uh, like they it's like they sat down for the meeting for this movie and they were like, how do we confuse the shit out of Nelson in yeah. 15 years? They say, one, we start the movie correctly. <laughs> um, and, then, <laughs> and then we'll go from there. <laughs> we're going to have them think that they're watching the same thing, but really, yeah, he's we're dumb. We're going to play the first minute of the Jujutsu Kaisen movie and then we're going to switch it. They'll never know what's happening. <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> Dear God, could you imagine? <laughs> I, I don't have to. We already lived through that. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's a great edit. But yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> so let's see. We had oh yeah, he Mary. gets he gets his yeah. he gets his head eaten. He gets munched. He gets <laughs> munched big time. And uh-huh. Marco just kind of looks down and sees water, and he's like, "Huh, I I think I have a plan, guys. Everybody, come talk to me." And then he just starts throwing motherfuckers into the water. Yeah, <laughs> he throws uh, Kasumi first, and she goes in. And then I think he chucks Tim. Yes, just chucks everyone else right in there. Except I think Ron jumps in. Ron jumps, because I think more of them are coming. But the entire time, Tim is just like, this is just like my video game. Everything you see is just like my video game. Oh my god, is that a wall? They're in my video game. Yep. <laughs> and the whole thing the is video game. whole games. thing. And Catherine is just not having it. No. <laughs> like, at, at one point, she even, I think, raises a hand to, like, smack him. No, and she, she is like, she hits him. Oh, yeah, she full-on does. She full-on hits him in, like, ten minutes from now. Yeah. She said, your social service, uh, or your social worker isn't here anymore. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, she also, you find out later on, she has a very traumatic backstory. It's an of, anime, of course she does. Absolutely, where her kid dies. And so she He gets the Medusa, yeah. Yeah, and so she's seeing Timothy as her son she was like no this is this is not my kid this is my kid he's mine yeah and she just full-on mama bears the entire entire uh, movie yeah and yeah they uh, jump in the water yeah they get sucked by oh sucked away by the stream Mm -hmm. they all get sucked absolutely absolutely (laughs) and um everybody resurfaces except for one person (gasps) the main character it could it be (gasps) the main character it would have been great if it had been someone not the main character and they were just like, fuck it, let's keep going. Yeah, just some random bitch. <laughs> Catherine. Yeah, Catherine. Just Catherine does a resurface and Tim is like, oh, she lost a life. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that. But, I got you. Uh, yeah, so uh, Marco Polo goes down to get her yes. um, and find her in the thing. And are the death claws underwater? No, the death claws aren't, but there's these weird looking fish. Oh, it's a weird fish, but the fish didn't like attack or anything. No, they look menacing and they're there for two seconds. And then you and never like, see them oh, again. Something's going to happen. And then nothing happens. And then they never come back. And you're yeah. like, well, that just feels like wasted opportunity right there. Yeah, we could have had underwater combat. And this movie does not shy away from combat. Yeah, no, there is a lot of action in this. It was way uh, more than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, so they grab, uh, they grab our girl. Uh-huh. And, and you get a little, like, she's knocked out at the bottom. And you get a little glimpse into what she's thinking of. And you see sort of like this bath water uh, splashing out of a tub and, like, onto the ground. And it appears to get redder and redder. And then Marco grabs her, pulls her back up. She, like, comes to and they're like, all right, cool. We're fine. We can take a breather for two seconds. And then they're like starting to get a little bit loud as they're discussing what to do next. And then people are like, yo, be quiet. Those things can probably hear us. And who knows if that's the only one. Uh, and then as they say that, then more puddles of drool drip from the ceiling and they look up and there's an entire ceiling full of these fucking death claws. And Tim is like, it's 
it's not they have terrible vision they rely on sound yeah very much t-rex like <laughs> which is which is funny because the kid in jurassic park was also named tim oh really <laughs> yeah it's, 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 he's also tim well he's timmy but i like yeah. how you just did the first like two notes three notes and not even the discernible part of the Jurassic Park theme. But Isn't that? <laughs> you have to get to the na na in order for oh. people to be like, oh. No, because if you're doing a super dramatic trailer starring Chris Pratt, then they just do that. So, so fu- fun fact. Um, very niche fun fact if you decide to keep this in. So mm-hmm. the gun that t- uh, Chris Pratt uses in that movie is a Marlin lever action in 4570. And if you go onto Marlin's website and click that exact gun in a 4570, it says on the website, the only rifle that is T-Rex rated. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, they fully embraced it. Yeah, so they start running away from that. Uh, what did you think of, so whenever these Deathclaw things pop up, I don't know if you noticed it, but they animate the Deathclaws in 3D, which is weird because they're the only creature or thing that is animated. In 3D in, in the 3D whole thing. In the entire movie, like the bats, 2D animated. Um, the fish, 2D animated. The fucking dragon thing later on 2d animated death claws 3d 3D, and to make it mesh they animate the main characters in 3d as well yes so with that i thought that was a really cool uh not uh, cool but it was a good it was a really good execution yeah because so far this is the thing that we're supposed to be the most afraid of Uh uh-huh and now there's a bunch of them. So having them in 3D as opposed to the 2D kind of gives them a larger than life type of deal where it's like, okay, that's frightening. Yeah. But the drawback to that, however, is whenever one of them is about to show up, the art the, style the, the, changes. The art style changes. So it's the equivalent of like, I hear boss music. Uh, Why did my <laughs> game auto save here? Yeah, oh. Weird. Yeah. A bunch of health and an autosave. Yeah, I thought that the characters look their faces were a little bit wonky, but for the most part, it looked like the animation solid and everything. Oh, their yeah. faces looked a little bit weird, in my opinion. But other than that, everything else like the movement was all good, all fine. Yeah, for sure. And let's see what. Oh, 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 this is the this is where they're doing their breakaway to try to find the security room. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm trying. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to piece together where we are and everything. Yeah. They they fight a whole bunch of these things after they find some guns, and uh, and Marco, Marco, the prisoner. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, howdy! Does he know how to shoot? Yes. Uh, he kills a lot of them. Kasumi saves him for something because uh, I think that yes like knocks the gun out of his hand and then he's like ready to brawl with him oh he's, yeah he's Kasumi. squared up uh-huh and then Kasumi I think closes a door or hits it with a fire extinguisher or some shit like that she pushes uh, I think she pushes the closed door button yeah uh, um, and then he shoots he gets, off uh the horn yes he gets the shotgun back just in time for that <laughs> and it makes it so we have 
the one who will be coming back and we know that it's that <laughs> that it's the same one yeah that was what did what did you think of the whole like security room brawl i thought that it was great um it gives ron some stuff to do it gives marco a pretty cool thing of just being badass there's a part where they're running away and he throws boxes back at all the death claws and they start humbling over all of them it gave a lot of it was you know their badass hallway scene for the most part because that's the most action that I think that we get throughout the entirety of the movie. There's action throughout the rest, but that's the most like intense or most well done action. Yeah, because it was it was during that that we learn that uh, Ron and Marco like they're kind of beefing with each other because Ron was a cop and Ron's like you're nothing but a you know you're a prisoner, mm-hmm. you are a bad guy, and he. You can tell he kind of doesn't want him to have any weapons. Yeah, and Marco's like, just because I'm a bad guy does not make me a bad bad guy. guy. (laughs) Fucking shout out Wreck-It Ralph. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, but the true bad guy at the end of that is the little fucking nerd. Yeah, the little nerd. Fucking Who takes Kazumi hostage. Pulls a gun on her and everything, backs up into an elevator with her, and then dips yeah like just absolutely gone and it's at that point that i believe his oh because he starts yelling and he's like i don't care i was chosen by the lord to spread his message and prepare for salvation or some shit because he is actually a part of the the doomsday cult and like you can you can tell when they're in the elevator like when the door closes, he kind of lets her go and is like, holy shit, I just took a kid hostage. Yeah, he was not like he has not done that a lot before. <laughs> if if at all, I'll be honest. But yeah, like he, he kind of felt bad. And that was it was kind of refreshing, honestly, to not have the bad guy actually be that bad of a guy. Yeah, it, I mean, he like, yeah, I mean, he takes a hostage and everything. A child. But. Yeah, a child. But you can see like their remorse and everything. Uh, they go back to them and somehow he gets out of the elevator before her and down the hall and into a lab and is accessing some stuff uh, showing the truth behind Medusa and Kasumi gets out of the elevator, sees all these different things in sort of like test tubes. Yeah, they were they were very vial test like vials and test tubes and all that shit yeah later you find out that the thing that she walks up face to face with is like the first thing for the medusa virus oh yeah yeah and then she gets in there and then there's a little confrontation and the a fucking death claw comes up and as he's handing Kasumi this like well like flash drive type thing to be like this is all the information you need to bring down the doomsday it was a it was an sd it was an sd card yeah he had an sd card that was like this is the truth about the medusa virus keep it safe get it out protect it with your life yeah and then as he does that the death cloud comes up behind him and fucking dead as shit well because marco's in there with him right yeah so Kasumi and, and everything that happens and as that's happening uh, Marco gets separated from uh, the main group. Yeah, from the main group. They're all going. They start walking across this broken uh, sort of metal structure going across. There's all these death claws and everything around, and they have to cross over this opening, over this rickety metal thing. And Timothy is in Catherine's, I think, on the back. 
Uh, Ron goes behind yeah. with a shotgun, and Marco stays behind to like watch their backs. And as they're going, Catherine then grabs onto a thorny fucking vine and yells out, which alerts all the death claws. They all start running. Marco is not able to get onto the metal structure, so he stays behind, which is how he then later meets up with Costume. But as it happens, uh, fucking Ron, as stuff kicks off, he has a shotgun in his hand, which is shown that it's very useful against these things extremely is like oh i need to move i guess i don't need a gun anymore even though these things are still chasing me and just fucking takes the shotgun off and throws it out into nothingness thank god there wasn't like a sling on the shotgun so he couldn't just put it over his shoulder yeah no there definitely wasn't oh wait oh there was there There certainly was And it's one of those moments in like a scary movie where you're like, why the fuck are you going into the basement when it's clearly haunted? Yeah. You're going to die. Why are you doing this? You oh, you found the you found the book bound in human flesh? Oh, sick. There's Latin inside? I'm just going to read Let's that read real it. quick. <laughs> Out loud. Yeah, his, like it's fucking gun. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Ridiculous. But he tosses his shotgun aside and then they disappear and everything running away and then Kasumi and Marco Marco saves Kasumi after the doctor dies in front of her um they get out they start running they jump across this thing and then as they're getting away the single death claw the one from earlier starts chasing after them uh and they run and then they see that Catherine and Ron are up above them uh with hurling molotovs Yes, throwing Molotovs from nowhere. But before... Yeah, where'd they find those? Who knows? Somewhere in the the plot armor, they found some Molotov (laughs) cocktail. But Marco's like holding his own against this Deathclaw as it's backing him up into this sort of... I think the tunnels collapse behind them. Yeah, it starts like collapsing down. Yeah, and so... He pulls the gun on the Deathclaw. It knocks it out of his hand and then knocks Kasumi away. And then it's just just him and the Deathclaw. And you see sort of this moment of like, oh, I got a protector. And he steps up and it looks like he's about to get into like the fight of his life. And this was our reaction to that. No, Lieutenant. Lieutenant Diane. Yeah, Lieutenant Dan had no legs. This man's about to have no head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was what a badass. What a badass. But he starts uh burn up and then before he can get into it, Ron and Catherine throw their Molotov cocktails from up above, catch this thing on fire, melting its face, making it look like fucking tooth toothpaste. Dear God. Two face. Yeah, so they they hero the day with their, their Mazeltov cocktails. Yeah. Marco and Cosme are able to climb up and get away as the thing is burning. And at this point, just the ridiculousness of all the decisions that get made by people. So bad. It's so bad. The tossing of the shotgun, just randomly having Molotov cocktails. This was sort of how we felt about it. No way. You are not squaring. Why'd you throw the gun? It has a strap for a reason. Yeah, really? Just standing there with a lit Molotov cocktail. <laughs> it happens to the best of us, you know? And then now she doesn't have it. Oh, no, there it is. It's the torch. The torch. That makes sense. Just don't drop it. So that was uh, after Catherine and Ron help them up into the the safer part of the tunnel. And yeah, Catherine's using a lit Molotov as a torch. 
has a fucking torch. <laughs> I feel like that's, you know, maybe not the best move, but that's just me. What do I know? Yeah, probably not the safest. No, but yeah. it was, uh, so they kind of all go into this room and have a conversation. And it was during that conversation that Marco was like, hey, you know how I'm big, scary prisoner guy? Well, what if I was big, friendly, scary, British SAS yeah. taking, taking the role of a prisoner to investigate the Medusa virus? Yeah. Oh, we also forgot to mention that with one of the Molotov cocktails, uh, the uh, SD card got burnt up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the thing she was supposed to protect with her life. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, she didn't. Yeah. And Marco, like, pulls her away from it and is like, some things are just better left unsaid. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeds to, you know, say things that probably should have been said by yep. Don Clint about being a uh, lieutenant and everything. Yeah, that was... Uh, I I didn't really expect that reveal. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I was... A, I figured that something was up with him, but I didn't exactly know what was going on i thought that he was going to be some like hired muscle of the doomsday thing where he was going to be nice and then turn out to be like an asshole in the end and do something to fuck over everyone else but it was actually the opposite of the complete opposite yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. i i thought he was gonna be more like mercenary type like that he actually was a prisoner who had done some like really heinous shit and, like, he kind of saw this as, like, atoning. Like, he actually went to prison, but, like, him being like, okay, I'm going to help these people was kind of his way of atoning for his probable war crimes. He does not look like a nice individual. Well, I think the tattoos were fake. It's I've I've met a couple SAS guys, and not a single one of them has a cross tattooed on their face. Or their name tattooed on their back, which it looks cool. Don't get me wrong. It's a very cool Marco Owens tattoo on his back. It is pretty sick. But also, if he's trying to lay low, that, I mean, that yeah, it's hard makes to be very tough. cover guy. It's like, you're going to take off your shirt in, like, a cage fight, and one of your other gang members is going to be like, hey, um, who's Marco Owens? It was supposed yeah. to be Marco Polo, but he fucked it up. <laughs> but he comes clean, and then after everything happens... With that, then they hear a banging at the door, and then Kasumi's like, oh, it's uh, Shizuku, my sister. I'm going to open the door. And then she opens the door, and plot twist, it's not. It's Ivan Vega, the leader of the Doomsday Cult. And he tells them all about this like meteor shower that crashed into Siberia, and then they went to go and you know check it out a little bit. And when they showed up there, there was this weird alien creature that attacked them. They had to shoot it and put it down. They found out that that thing was actually a manifestation of this kid's imagination. And then they were like, oh, the Medusa can take on stuff for the imagination. And then they brought that same girl back with them and started experimenting with her uh, in order to make this, like, see how they could use just imagination to make things and create better life which is how their whole research started and then it all got sort of twisted and i think that's when we kind of learn that it hasn't actually been a hundred years that they've been frozen no it's only been 48 hours or something like yeah, that it's been two days yeah <laughs> and everything is overgrown and these monsters have taken over and everyone's just kind of like oh shit okay after the oh shit okay 
uh, Marco goes, you weren't just coming in here for a drink, were you? And then he realizes uh, that there's probably a, you know, a hidden passageway somewhere. And he takes a shotgun to the fireplace and then just starts blasting and opens up this, you know, secret passageway uh, into a spiral staircase, which, you know, best way to hide a secret passage is behind bricks. But also you should probably be able to access it. I don't know what his plan was once he got in there. Right. Maybe there's a lever somewhere. (laughs) Is Crunk in the, the room somewhere? Yeah, the wrong lever. Wrong <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, he just shotguns down the wall full. So anyway, I started blasting. Yeah, it starts blasting. And then they start going up these stairs. Uh, it opens up. You sort of see this death claw. Timmy starts running away. Uh, they chase after Timothy. He runs between the uh, legs of the death claw and keeps on going. They all fight off this little bish as uh, Vega gives them the slip and then it comes very close to Marco dying as he is fighting this Deathclaw. The same one from before. But this whole thing is happening in like a chapel. Yeah, in a whole like chapel thing. Like they walk through a giant cross, which I thought was a really cool shot. Yeah. Like they, like they, they animated that really well. It looked so cool. There's a lot of really cool shots in this. Oh, for sure. But yeah, so they they have their their fight. Marco is yeah, Marco's about to die. I think it gets so far that his he gets picked up like in the mouth of the thing by the his head, and as the thing's about to bite down, they've been passing by these suits of armors with swords, and Ron sort of pops up from nowhere underneath, and he jams his sword up through the skull of the death claw killing it so cool it was the coolest fucking death and then you look at him because i say death because the medusa in him kicks in and his whole body turns to stone oh but it was such a cool way of like he got frozen in the Mm -hmm. best possible position oh yeah like, hero like somebody, everything. Yeah, somebody probably like died from Medusa while they were, you know, on the crapper. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that's how he gets found. And, and the things know, when they die, they turn to stone also. So it is the sword is full metal and everything, but both him and also this creature are completely stone. God, it was awesome. Badass. And Marco's just kind of like, sick. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then they start running after. Timmy, who has run away. He's on his next level of his video game, according to him. Yeah. And Catherine runs after and she's like, come back, come back. And I started giving her some shit. Beak, beak. No, oh no. (laughs) No. Oh no. No, Ron, no. Throughout the entirety of this movie, there are so many accents. And I couldn't place hers at all. not. Like I, everybody else, like Timmy was German. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron was from the U.S. Kazumi, of course, um, Japan. Uh, uh, Marco was from England. Yeah. And I wanted to say that she I feel like she was supposed to be French or something. Like that. I feel like she was supposed to be, but it kind of blended into like Australian at times. Yeah. Maybe she was from New Zealand. Honestly, uh, <laughs> hon, let me see where the voice actress is from. Like, maybe maybe she's a very multicultural voice actress. Well, I mean, the voice actress herself, uh, Stephanie Young, she does 
quite a bit of stuff. She's in Spy Family, which is the next thing that we're going to be watching. She's Connie's mom in Attack on Titan. That's right. Um, and she got into voice work through Laura Bailey. Ooh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Laura, I mean, Laura Bailey's one of like the hard hitters, isn't she? Nice. I know. I know things. And the guy who voices Marco. Yeah. Was. Oh, God. Wasn't he in Attack on Titan? He was. Uh, Commandant Shottis. Holy shit. Yeah. Keith Shottis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. I love. That's my favorite thing to do is to spy voice actors from different shows. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll get there. Unless it's fucking uh, Flock. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> when he popped up in... Uh... In Blue Lock, I was so mad. Well, because I know um, the local convention here in D.C. Uh, last year, Awesome Con, had... Yeah. Um, it was almost like the entire voice cast for um, My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to go and get a bunch of people, but, you know, living in California, I couldn't. Yeah. Um, so you haven't seen it. <laughs> I didn't have to because a bunch of those people were in Attack on Titan. Yeah, there's like, so many overlaps. I think out of like the 15 people that were there, I think like eight or nine of them were in Attack on Titan. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have I'm pretty sure everyone in Attack on Titan is someone. The only one hmm, uh, Matt Mercer bitch is Gobby. <laughs> no, Gobby is. Um, yeah, I wanted to meet her and be like, hey, can you just like personalize <laughs> this and just say sorry? Yeah, which also it's funny that you bring up my hero because um, both Asami and also Shizuku are characters from my hero as well. Oh, no way. Yeah, one of them voices Mineta. I'm pretty sure it's the person who voices. Yeah, the person who voices Kisuki is Mineta from my hero or Kisuki. Dear God, that's Demon Slayer. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. Kasumi is uh, Mineta from My Hero, and then Shizuku is uh, Ashido. And you have no idea who the fuck those people are. I have are. no people idea what you're talking future. about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> down down the line when that is probably going to be a show. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be a show. I'm planning on, we're going to watch a little bit more of naruto first so that way you can have the comparison because there's a lot of similarities so i can learn so i can start at the bottom and work my way up exactly you can see the evolution from anime of like naruto took this many episodes to do this and then you go to my hero it's like oh they only took this many thank god yeah because my hero is a newer gen of anime, so it's not like a they still have some moments where it's like, I did this and I'm doing this because of this. But it's only every so often. Most times just like, all right, cool action. Go. And they do. And they do it. Yeah. As so, well as Naruto, which takes a long time. Yeah. But back to um, back to King of Thorns. Movie. Yeah. Uh, Shut the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to King of Thorn. I almost said Crown of Thorn, and I was I, so I'm going to be honest. I said King of Thorn as a joke, and I was going to be like, "Oh, Crown of it's actually," <laughs> and then I was like, "Wait, no, that's right." The one time, the were, one time I got it right, you was were trying I to say it right, you said it right. <laughs> yeah. So but, anyway, uh, they're running. running. Uh, they catch up to Timmy. Turns out that uh, Alice, the AI, was putting ideas in Timmy's head. And while he was in the cryo chamber, what? It's while he was in the cryo chamber, right? Yeah, yeah, I was like implanting these things, but also like took over his brain a little bit. Like she can fuck with people's minds 
still through everything that happened while they were under she has access to their brain i think it's from the bracelets it was it was from the bracelets yeah and they start running because water is coming up behind them and this was a little exchange that happened as that water started coming up i know the water how's the water coming upstairs you not seen titanic i have not actually really I've seen exactly three minutes, and it's the only three minutes I wanted to see. What, Kate Winslet? <laughs> You're goddamn right, Kate, Win- Kate Winslet. <laughs> hey, can you blame a guy? I cannot blame a guy. I Nor should you. That was <laughs> the easily, I, I want to say the best part of that movie, but it's the only bit I've seen. It's the second best. The best part is when the ship is going down. And everyone's on the back of the ship as it's like straight up in the air. Oh, is it where everybody falls? Everyone falls. But then there's one guy that falls and he jumps off and half of his body hits the propeller. And he goes, oh, yeah. "Mm," And then flips down into the ocean from there. (laughs) There was a really funny edit on uh, YouTube a few years ago where it was like Mm -hmm. if. Uh, Titanic was made by other directors and it was one of them was Michael Bay and it was that scene where that happened (laughs) and all the people are falling and everybody who hits the water explodes (laughs) and the guy who hits the propeller it's like a nuke goes off oh god just spontaneous combustion (laughs) it was it was so good so I mean technically (laughs) I've seen more than just you know Kate Winslet's rack in Titanic uh I've seen the the funny edit. There's a J.J. Abrams one where it's just lens flares. But love a good edit. <laughs> love a good edit. Uh, but getting back to the movie, we get to see the castle from above ground. This is the first time that they've made it out from the underbelly of the castle. And there's the helicopter. Everyone runs to the helicopter except for um, Kasumi, who's like, no, I can't leave without my sister. And then she runs away to go after Shizuku gets separated from them because the bridge collapses after her. And they're just, she's just sprinting over shell casings. Yeah, just completely over them. So that goes to tell you, it it goes to show that like the, I guess, dream that she had, that was all happening. So it's like she kind of knew what was going on up top. Yeah. So yeah, she starts, she starts running her way in to go find her sister and Marco is like, you crazy bitch, what are you doing? We need to go. And I forget why she does it. But as they're like starting to take off after they're up in the air a little bit, Catherine pulls a gun on Marco for some reason. I so think he says, he, oh, he's going to turn around and go back. He's going to turn around and go save her. But mm-hmm. Catherine is like, no, you need to take me and my son to safety Uh and i'm going to raise him and he is going to be mine yeah and then he's like i've seen your file your kid's dead and she's like no timothy is my kid now he is me we are together yeah it was super fucking weird yeah i I mean you sort of saw all the trauma on her and as that kicks in then her medusa kicks in as well does it Yep, she starts coughing. She starts shooting the gun. Oh, yeah, and she shoots the control panel for the helicopter. Uh-huh. Which brings the uh, helicopter down. Marco gets knocked out of it as well from a vine that is now flying crazily in the air. And Catherine and Timmy start going down in this helicopter. And this was our prediction when that started happening. No! 
the homie. I see this helicopter going down. Is this kid going to somehow pilot it? That would be awesome. Just pop back up. It's just like my video game. I've been playing Flight Simulator the whole time. Oh, my God. That, you know, I had to be German in a play once. <laughs> and I think I lost my ability to do even anything remotely close to a German accent 10 years ago. <laughs> and it did. I, I really hope that our... our our German listeners are just not only are they not offended. I want them to be sitting there just going, is this guy fucking serious? <laughs> is that, is that how we, like, we're going to get like a, like a, we're going to get tagged in like an Instagram post from all of our German listeners together. And they're just gonna be like, I am a dumb American. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and they're, I'm going to be like, yeah, no, you guys nailed it. I, I did not. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I, with everything that was happening, I fully expected Timothy to just the pilot be, the helicopter. Yeah, somehow he's like regained control of the helicopter, and he just comes up, and then like the bear. We're gonna have fortunate son playing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as he comes up into frame to rescue them. Some folks are uh, on way to yeah. win the flag. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, a very Ryan different Blue. ending to the movie. Equally as confusing, yeah, but different. But, but Timothy's just dropping napalm onto the now dragon castle. Listen, the trees were talking, uh, <laughs> and for some fucking reason, they're speaking Vietnamese. But yeah, <laughs> the helicopter does not, and they go down, and Timothy is saved only because Catherine full Medusas and cushions his fall i guess yeah she like shields his body yeah as it turns to stone it was not a twilight zone the movie ending no it was not at all (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yeah so Catherine dead marco and cosme they make their way up to the top of the tower because cosme access computer is like hey shizuku is up in the top and then she's like awesome cool i'm gonna go there and so her and marco make their way up the steps uh we see more of these fucking bats pop up with their nut sacks on full display. <laughs> this being bats. our reaction. The nut sacks are back. The balls have returned. Ball sack. Nut. Nut. Uh, which, you know, perfect reaction. I can't get over the fact that they just, it's like the size of them. Yeah. I hope you know when I post the the Instagram like teaser for the movie, it's just going to be a picture of the nut sack bat. Just the nut set back. Watch yeah. our nutty uh, Halloween special or Halloween, if you will. But it's it's like a but it's a weenie. I, I like how I said a Halloween, if you will. Like that wasn't actually the name of the fucking holiday. Uh-huh. <laughs> because my brain was like, oh, it's a dick joke, and I'm like, oh wait, no, that's just what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. But they get to the top. They see sort of this like chamber type thing, and then Marco starts hallucinating, seeing his sister laura Laura. owen you come to find out that she was actually the person who fell off the building in the beginning was his sister and that is how he ties into it full circle and why he was invested in the investigation that was happening with the doomsday group and they get up they get separated kasumi starts she wakes up in her cryo freeze chamber again And she just sort of gets put through a loop of that, having all these different memories where it shows that she had attempted to commit suicide prior to. And Shizuku is like, no, don't do that. I love you. We're good. Don't do it. 
because uh, she wanted Shizuku to take her place yeah. uh, in the cryo chamber because she's like, I'm nothing. I'm nobody. I'm worthless. Yeah, you, she was like, I'm not strong will... enough. I wasn't strong enough. It also shows um, Marco and what's his, uh, Peter kind of like colluding because Peter knows that Marco is there to investigate. So he was like helping him figure all the stuff out, I think. So like Marco got out of it early. Marco got out early. Uh, Peter woke him up early and they had this plan to do some things. Yeah, but that's how we find out that the body that was like laying on the ground after Cosme unfroze was Marco right after he got hit by I think the I think the the vines. Yes, vines hit him and then he's underneath uh Cosme's cryopod. Yes. But as Cosme is having those like flashbacks of all the things and Marco is fighting with his sister. He has to be like, he wakes himself up out of it and is like, no, you're not real. You're dead. Yeah, you're dead. So there's no way that you can be here right now. And you find out that Alice, the AI, is sort of taking over and like infecting his brain with these visions, making him see stuff that's not there to get him to stop helping Kasumi try to get to Shizuku in the middle. He fights through it winds up finding his gun and firing it at his sister because he finds the strength to. And it shows that he shoots a whole bunch of vines holding an AR. (laughs) And you find out that he was just about to die. And then right before he shoots everything. And then he, after beating Alice that way, runs over to a little terminal and shuts down Alice, which brings Kasumi out of her like sort of endless circle. Her loop. Yeah. Yeah. And then she wakes up in this area that's surrounded by vines and she sort of sees Shizuku on a table and she starts trying to make her way there. The Medusa sprouts back up and is like, hey, don't do it. And then starts restraining her. Kasumi breaks out of it as Marco fucks with the AI thing a lot. And then uh, she eventually makes her way to the table. And when she gets there, she sees the cut marks on the wrist of uh, the body on oh, there. Yeah. She's like, wait, but if that's there and I did that, then what, how is, that's me, but I'm me. What is happening right now? And then it shows back to what was happening prior to when they were saying their goodbyes. She, they, they kind of struggled. Yeah. Kasumi essentially goes to Shizuku and is like, we can kill ourselves together. Because oh, then we go out on our own terms. Yeah, we go on our own terms and we'll be together forever. And then they start, you know, sort of tussling a little bit near a cliffside. And then they both go over the edge and one of them survives and then stands back up. And as people are like, oh, are you OK? We saw people like you go over the edge and everything. Are you OK? She looks back down. She sees the dead body on the ground with blood and everything. She starts yelling for Hasumi. And picks up the glasses and then through realizing that her sister just died, the trauma kicks in for the Medusa, activating that. And the Medusa goes crazy in her. And we see the footage from the news anchor, Mallory Bridge and Mallory's cameraman. Shout out Mallory's cameraman. Shout out to Mallory's cameraman. And it turns out that this Medusa is making all this crazy stuff happen. They put her on. They go to bring her up to the table to try to make the whole imagination thing that happened with that first kid in Siberia happen again. 
with Shizuku, but Shizuku cannot handle it. And the power surges and her power just goes insane. She breaks out and you find out that she brings Kasumi, essentially makes an alternate Kasumi out of her imagination. Because because of the wish. Yeah, she wishes it so hard and then walks Kasumi to her cryo freezing thing, which is how Peter and Marco were able to see her prior to actually her getting out of the cryopod. And that when she walks in and gets to her pod, the vine that hits Marco is from uh, Shizuku protecting the fake Kazumi because original Kazumi is actually dead on the ground off of the cliff, which triggered Shizuku to then spiral into everything. Hey, listeners. And if that sounds confusing, this is this is Nelson. I I just want you to know if if you're confused about what we're saying right now, um, so were we? <laughs> I I I actually watched this movie again um, <laughs> yesterday prior to us doing this discussion, and I still have no fucking idea what was going on with yeah. any of that. John, just play the clip. Play the clip. Yeah, this was when everything this is a it cut down, but this is from everything happening. Just this is the final like ten thing. minutes of the movie. Yeah, just, was this? Yeah, <laughs> I'm very excited for our discussion of this because fuck, am I confused? Huh? What? Oh God. What? What? Do you get it? <laughs> do you get it? I I do get it. I don't believe you. In a very roundabout way, I think I just broke it down. Yeah. Kasumi should not be alive. Correct, but she is. She is because uh, Shizuku experienced so much trauma that she was able to bring, uh, essentially create a copy. So if I go down to that cliffside, is that corpse still going to be there? If the no. bir- If the birds haven't gotten to it already? No, because the thorns and everything wanting to protect her sister brought Kasumi's body up onto that table. And that is why the oh, thing Shizuku right. being like, don't go there, don't look, because that's actually Shizuku. But the person on the table who you think is Shizuku sleeping and Medusa's trying to stop is actually Kasumi's dead body from when she went over the edge. I still... Uh... <laughs> and so it's Shizuku being like, don't look at yourself, because if you look at yourself, you're going to remember... It's a paradox. Yeah. But with Medusa, the thing that triggers Medusa... And turning to stone is experience a traumatic event. A severe so, traumatic event. So if Kasumi does not realize that trauma, then she will not turn to stone, which is why Shizuku is like, no, don't know about it or anything like you that. You can't look. Okay, that makes sense. And I think that also because Kasumi is now officially made out of Medusa, then she can't contract Medusa? Maybe? Potentially? Oh, I'm knows? sorry. You sound confused. Oh, Weird. Listen, like I said earlier, it's very much an Inception slash Shutter Island type movie where there is a lot open to interpretation at the end. Fun fact, those are also two movies that I haven't seen. Oh my god, sir. I never saw Inception and I never saw Shutter Island. Questioning all your life choices right now. I'm. A, um, you've been questioning my life choices for <laughs> about 16 years, buddy. <laughs> At least. But yeah, (laughs) that happens. Everything starts blowing up and falling out of the sky because the whole castle turned into a vined dragon and started levitating up in the air. It started fucking fucking flying. Yes. Uh, Marco runs up, grabs Kasami, 
they jump from the building as it's falling apart, get caught from uh, the vines that I'm assuming Shizuku is controlling still. Yes. And they make it down to the ground. Marco wraps his body around Kazumi as they make it down to the ground. And maybe he gets impaled on the thorns, which winds up killing him is how he goes yeah, out. That's how he goes out. Yeah. And Kazumi's like, oh, well, it's just me now. Oh, no, I'm so sad. And I'm then all fucking- alone. <laughs> There's no one here beside you. You shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) But yeah, as she's in her feels, feeling sad and lonely, because this is also the girl who couldn't handle being alone and tried to kill herself and actually did kill herself at one point. Oh, yeah. No, she she succeeded. That's right. Yeah. Full dead. Full dead. She, as she's uh, in her feels and everything, fucking Timmy pops up. And this is... (laughs) Timmy! Timmy! The kid is now the vessel of Sukuna. (laughs) (laughs) Which, crazy crossover event right there. (laughs) I mean, wouldn't that be wild? It's like you actually did watch Jujutsu Kaisen, the movie. This was actually... Oh my god, you're right. I I saw the movie. (laughs) This was the prequel. Fuck, that was young Itadori. (laughs) If you rearrange the the, the letters in Itadori, it's... Yeah? There's no M. At all. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't think a majority of the letters are there. No, not even. <laughs> um, so if you rearrange the letters, you get not Itadori, mm-hmm. but it's still Itadori. Yeah, you're there. You got it. I got it? Oh, thank God. I was, yeah, I was, yeah. uh, I was afraid I would fall flat. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Timmy and now Cosme. Cosme tosses her bracelet as a reminder of Medusa in the whole thing. Um, and... They walk off into the sunset together uh, down a road that looks like a vine with thorns. Then makes a question. Is the whole thing a fucking dream and she's just in her cryopod still under the Medusa effect? Or is she actually free? These are things that I did not think about. (laughs) You would if you had seen Inception or Shutter Island. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's that's the movie. That is King of Thorn. That is that is that is King of Thorn. So, John, that was you know first viewing for for you as well as myself. Yeah. Um, Let's do a three to one and rate it out of ten. All right, three, two, one, six. Oh, okay. Uh, so why six? I I am going to give it a six solely for the last. 20 minutes of the movie where I was very confused. Okay. Um, so I want to say that there were probably five in that clip, probably five different, huh? What? Huh? Going on, (laughs) which means that there were at minimum five times in the last 20 minutes where I was very confused. Yes. As to what was happening. I think that I might've liked it more because I was anticipating the confusion. I seeing the flashes of Kasumi throughout the thing where it's like, Oh, these people remember her from something. So there's clearly going to be some weird twisted element to it. I was waiting for that twist the entire movie. Oh yeah. See, I, and 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 I catch a I catch a lot of shit from my my girl for this, but when I watch a movie, I like to just turn off my brain. Ah. And you know, if I'm if I'm watching a movie and I have to sit in one spot for you know 
two hours unless it's a football game. I I kind of just I, I, it's not that I zone out, but I just kind of let it happen. It? I just kind of go yeah. with it, yeah. And once it kind of hits me with a hook, especially one of that magnitude, I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a minute, <laughs> hold up. <on. laughs> I feel like I missed something at the three minute mark that I should not have missed. But you, you gave it an eight. Yeah, I thought that it was good. I didn't anticipate all the twists, which is why I also was confused at the end. I think that I got more of it than you were getting. That's not hard. But I was still confused as well at the end when everything was happening. I also gave the ending of this just a second once through before this, just to double check it to see if what I was thinking was happening was happening. For the most part, I got it. But yeah, I thought that the twists and everything were good. It got points off for me because the 3D animation was just a little weird. I sort of wish that they had done a 2D animation for the Death Claws because I would be like, oh, okay, we're about to have more action or, oh, it's not over yet. And so I would lose some of those like jumps that I feel like could have been right. That could have happened. Yeah. And so I sort of felt gypped out of that a little bit because the animation style was just the biggest tell in the whole wide world. But other than that, the voice acting was great. Animation style uh, for the rest of it and everything was great. I liked that it had the stereotypical scary movie tropes of like, oh, we have this person. We have the jaded person. We have the mother. We have the kid and everything. But it wasn't confined to that throughout the entirety of it. Like, yeah, there were stereotypes and archetypes, but there wasn't exactly what they were. They gave more to it, more flavor and more flair, which I liked a lot. Yeah, I, I agree on uh, the voice acting and the animation. Both of those were incredibly well done. Yes. Um, I agree with the, the 3D where I wish they just kind of scrapped that. Uh-huh. But like, I get why they did it. Yeah. Because it, it definitely brought more to the action sequences to have it in 3D. But also, I don't know. I mean, when... You get to My Hero and some other stuff. Like, I mean, Jujutsu Kaisen, they have shots that are super action-packed and everything, not in 3D as well. That is that is true. Yeah. So, so it I, can still be conveyed. Yeah, it still can be conveyed. I think that's why it made me... I was hoping for that instead, which is why it yeah. had an 8 instead of higher. But also, I really like the, the twist ending thing. Again, with the whole open-ended, like, is she still asleep or is she not? Because... The roads and the vines are definitely meant to make you think that it's like, ooh, you you know, I didn't I didn't really piece that together. So it's kind of interesting that I mean, maybe it's just a blatantly obvious thing that I'm missing with the the vines being there. Uh Um, I didn't really see that as a is she still asleep or is this real type thing? I kind of saw that because it's not it, it's it's like a it's more of like a imprint of the vines and the thorns. Yeah, but they're like white road. They and are. Walking, I think that it's like paved and everything. Yeah. So I, I, I think I kind of more saw it as a like shadow of what was uh-huh. like a hey, you know, this is where it went down. And now we've found our freedom as opposed yeah. as opposed to is she still dreaming? Well, I feel like if it was like a, this is where it went down, then it would have been grudged up and it would have looked like dirt and everything as opposed to a paved road. A paved road makes it look 
too perfect, uh, in my opinion, yeah. which is the thing that makes it have that thing of like, oh, that all works out a little bit too perfectly. And this whole thing is based off of imagination and her having gone to sleep. So, oh, yeah, is this really happening or not? Yeah, Maybe. that makes sense. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah, that was King of that was King of Thorn. And honestly, I, I might give it another rewatch in like a couple weeks. Yeah. And just kind of just kind of see like if I notice more things on the rewatch or anything like that. Yeah. It was like, again, the movie definitely good. And yeah, it's it's a little trippy, but it's a good story. And I think it's just very well done. Yeah, it was it was definitely well done. But yeah, it's. Do you think that about sums us up? I think so. Awesome. That is, that'll be the end of our first our Halloween, Halloween. special. Whoa. <laughs> um, so I guess just, uh, you know, quick for those going out and doing Halloween stuff, just, you know, stay safe. Yeah, stay safe. Uh, stay spooky. We will be picking back up. I think that we're going to release this on the 29th will be when you guys are listening to it. If you listen to it day of, be nice and safe over the next couple of days. And we'll be skipping a week and then coming back, I think, November 8th will be the first like full Wednesday in November. And that's where we're going to pick up with another movie, the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. Wait, was this right not there. the JJK movie? Oh, God, not again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much for uh, watching and weaving along with us. Make sure you reach out to us on the social, Nelson. Oh, I do have those. Also, before I drop the socials, um, I just want to say thanks to everybody that's left us a review, uh, a review on Spotify. I don't know if you saw John, but we're up to nine reviews. Yeah, 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 yeah. All and, of them five stars, and all of them at five stars. So I'm really glad you guys are enjoying this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, follow our Instagram. Uh, it's going to be at We Belong Pod. That is also our TikTok. Mm-hmm. But we're getting, there. we're getting there, and it, you know, it's it's feeling good. So I'm really glad that you guys are sticking with it. Yeah, this is our eighth. We're almost to double digits. We are almost to double digits, mm-hmm. uh, which is fucking wild. But. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, continue to leave reviews. Uh, tell your buddies, hey, um, these two morons like to talk. And sometimes they can be kind of funny. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and they laugh yeah. at their own jokes consistently. Yeah, that's the best way to sell a joke, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it worked right there. Um, but yeah, so uh, come on back for the JJK movie. And uh, enjoy your Halloween. Spooky. Spooky. Safety. I love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.